This is Talk of the Town on News Talk 1290 CJBK, where interesting people talk and London listens. And two of London's more interesting people join us today as they do quite frequently at this time on a Wednesday. Bob Metz and Jeff Schlemmer are with us. Gentlemen, welcome and the best of the season to you. And to you. And same to you, Jim. Well, I want to uh, I want to stray a little bit from, uh, this, shall we say, the, the uh, uh, contemporary issues that we often deal with, although I do want to stay in the realm of political philosophy. And I'm going to ask you a, a question that is uh, uh, part light, but part serious, too. I've actually been thinking about this, which shows you how little I have to do in my life. <laughs> I want to put this question to you guys today. That when we look at Santa Claus, this, the, you know, the, the, the representation of Santa Claus, the modern Santa Claus, the, the Coca-Cola-derived Santa Claus, not the, you know, some of the, his predecessors, St. Nicholas or any of that sort of stuff, but Santa Claus. I wonder if you guys would care to comment on whether you think he's tends to the right or tends to the left. Now, let me set this up a little bit for you because I think there's evidence both ways. There's evidence that Santa Claus is a bit of a, a bit of a lefty here, and in addition to his pink cheeks, that uh, you know there's this and red suit and red suit. There's this very 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 well put. Uh, there's this whole redistribution of wealth thing that goes on. You know, there's this whole uh, non-governmental organization thing that's happening here, where he's taking it upon himself to redistribute wealth and try to rectify some of the inequities in our society. Uh, you know, that kind of suggests me on the left. On the other hand, uh, he's got to be the ultimate capitalist. I mean, it's, it's some from somewhere he reaps large amounts of money. He doesn't. It's not from the government. He gets no grants. He has no power to tax anybody, and yet he he maintains this huge industrial complex that turns out toys by the gazillions and gives them away. Uh, obviously, some you know philanthropic impulses there, and can't be a philanthropist unless you've got some dough and you can't get the dough unless you've obviously you've got some sensibilities about money and that would tend to move them to the right so it has been kind of perplexing me and i thought i'll get the guys to to, to offer me their thoughts because they're a lot smarter about this stuff than i am and uh jeff i i'm going to start with you because you do nominally represent the left in our discussions most days uh when you look at santa claus do you see a kindred spirit Oh yeah, definitely. I think that uh, Santa, as you point out, he's he's obviously wealthy, but he uh, decides to spend his time doing social work, essentially trying to uh, to make sure that uh, all poor kids get uh, gifts and so on. I think that he's the the first champagne socialist, if you like, Bob. <laughs> well, I think there's you know you're talking about Santa Claus. You said as the as he is today. Yeah. Um, the Coca Cola image, is, yeah. which is where that. Uh, old jolly Saint Nick image came from and everything. And I think it's very much associated with commercialization of Christmas mm -hmm. a lot. And so that might be the right wing mm -hmm. view of the whole thing. And and it, it astounds me to some degree, uh, listening to some of your earlier callers this morning, even talking about Boxing Day and things like that, the, the resistance to commercialization, which is a completely voluntary activity, mm -hmm. completely human, completely benign, um, you know, they talk about greedy retailers. What about the greedy customers who want to come in and get all the all the sales? It's a two-way street. Mm -hmm. It's not a one person taking advantage of the other. Each person is benefiting to mutual ad advantage. So Santa's maybe more of a so, libertarian than a, uh, than a very much conservative. So. And the presents he gives away, he didn't steal from anyone. He never taxed anyone. So there's no government involved. As you say, it's an NGO all the way. Mm -hmm. And so in every respect, I would say he's a, he's a complete uh, free marketer. 
Well, Jeff, I want to come back to what you said earlier. Now, you come on, Jeff, beat that one. <laughs> you talked about you talked about the fact that he does make sure that all these little children are are taken care of, and that does seem to be a you know sort of a left wing thing. But what he doesn't do is he doesn't uh, take money out of somebody else's pocket to pay for that. That would seem to disqualify him from being on the left, wouldn't it? Well, I don't know. I I think that uh, it's not so much that he charges uh, cashola for what he does, but I believe that he works for cookies and milk. That uh, it's a uh, a bartering system. Mm-hmm. It's very very sort of collectivist based and uh, going back to uh, I think about the the industrial complex that he has there it may be large but uh, he certainly employs the uh, the vertically challenged uh, he's an equal opportunity employer uh, that uh, he's certainly environmentally sensitive uh, no cars for him it's all uh, reindeer and sleighs mm-hmm. and it sort of harkens back to uh, well, it's to, pretty uh, high technology there Jeff well <laughs> I don't know I, I think about uh, you know who uses uh, uses uh, sort of the back to the land type stuff it almost seems kind of hippie like and, and then he's flying you know and who else do we know who flies except hippies Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good point that's a very good point but i wonder you know if you think about santa and what he does he does in in one sense sort of epitomize not only the left but the far left we go we go right back to marx and one of the principal premises of of communism which is is from each according to his ability to each according to his need well he obviously has the ability to have these toys created and uh, he's giving them to children who are needy so oh, that's uh, not what i heard what about the naughty and nice thing i mean i think santa claus is a little more than just a giver isn't he sound? It sounds like a little bit like a rewarder, a bit, a bit of a paternalist, uh, perhaps. In, in so, many ways. So in that sense, you know, geez, he's getting a little left wing. Maybe they're getting a little paternalistic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if you're naughty or nice, it depends on what you get for Christmas. And apparently, there are consequences to being naughty. A, a, except we don't see them. No, we, we never, we never hear about the kids who were naughty enough that Santa would pass them by. Well, that just could be the Young Offenders Act. I'm not uh, sure. Can't, well, they, they, they don't, we, we can't. We don't know the names. Can't name them. No, yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to find coal nowadays too. I think that's a problem. Uh, I, well, I, can, I can see where that would be problematic. <laughs> Let, let's talk for a little bit, uh, Jeff. About you, you talked about the by uh, his environmental sensitivity and so on. Um, you know, I, I think there's another issue here though, and it's. Again, I tend to associate it with 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 the left, perhaps a little more than the right. Maybe it's just me, but this sort of uh, uh, you know, I'm all right, Jack, and I'm not worried about you kind of a thing. As long as I've got my government handout, I'm a happy guy, and I don't care what happens to you. Seems to me the idea of this guy flying over our major cities with the uh, nine reindeer. I mean, uh, you know, the seagulls are bad enough. I, I, I'm not sure that he's uh, you know you can you can really safely refer to his sort of environmental responsibility. Good point. Yeah, I, although uh, I don't know, uh, I don't know what that would look like. I can remember the days actually when our when our um, milkman in those days uh, came, came with a horse, <laughs> and I can't remember how that worked. Whether they had diapers or I just don't remember. No, they just left it in the just street. In, <laughs> in my neighborhoods, they did. Yes, and, and most the, neighbors came out and grabbed it and for the garden. Put it on the garden. Exactly. <laughs> well, there you so, go. There was a certain yeah, yeah but that's you know that's not falling from the sky. Uh, that's a little uh, <laughs> not exactly the same thing. I'm thinking. Where is this conversation heading? Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get. We're trying to put some sense, some sense and sensibility into this whole issue of Santa Claus because this is a part of the program that people tune into because they want to uh, help themselves sort of decide what, what where their sympathies lie. If they're not already clear, and that's the Santa being a symbol of this time of year, he's a good one to look at. There's another element here. You know, here's a guy now, and Jeff spoke about him being uh, employing the, the vertically challenged, that obviously he is an inclusive employer, but I, I'm not sure that you can say that. Uh, there are no tall elves that we're aware of. Well, there's one. 
Well, yeah, and, and he made a movie and left the North Pole. But yeah. Sounds like affirmative hiring to me, doesn't it? Uh, well, it does kind of. I mean, this is what's what's going on it's here. It's starting We're to look suspicious. Trying yeah, well. to trying to redress the you know grievances of Eon's past by uh, by you know imposing restrictions on who gets to work in his workshop. Good question. And, you know, I don't know if you happened to see uh, the Daily Show last night with John Stewart, no, I didn't. but uh, they had a uh, fellow on who was uh, complaining about. He's got a campaign to boycott anti-American movies, and he said, "Well, what what movie is number one on your list right now?" And he said, "Elf." He's very concerned about that. So. Uh, although in that case, it was because uh, Santa is played by Ed Asner, and he said Ed Asner's a notorious <laughs> communist sympathizer. So Ed, Ed, Ed Asner came on to assure him that he, that he hates the communists. He's not a communist sympathizer. But then he, he had a lot of foul language as well mm. for the for the accuser. So mm. maybe onto something there. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't seen this new movie out. Uh, this sort of adult rated movie for about Santa Claus. Bad it's Santa. Yeah, bad Santa. Bad Santa. And, no, I haven't uh, seen that yet. So there's there seems to be quite a, a, a an attempt at Putting some reality into the old. Uh, well, is know, it is it reality? Well, or in the sense it, of bringing them down to earth and making them. Is it political? Not spin a nice doctrine. person. Oh, sure. Well, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we, we we love to build our heroes up only to tear them down. Yeah. Well, uh, one thing that I that I claim, and I'm sure that uh, again, it depends a lot on where you come from, but I claim jolliness for the left. Mm -hmm. I think of left wing people as being jollier than right wing people, and uh, I think of Santa as being uh, giving toys. He doesn't give school books. He doesn't give sort of. Uh, uh, English as second language uh, tapes and so on. He's about fun for kids, and to me, that's the left. The right is all about achievement, high achievement. Kids have to be in all kinds of programs and courses and everything else nowadays. Santa's all about let's kick back and have some fun. And I, well, I, I can, so you, I you, can you, understand that. You know, it's easy to be jolly when you're giving other people stuff away, but when you got to make it yourself and you got to work for it yourself. Then you have to be the able person, just like Jeff said. On the other side, you got to be the hard worker there. And I'll bet you those elves in Santa are going to it for 364 days a year. Could you you not only see the result on that one day. That's true. Could, Could you not make the case, though, Jeff, for just based on what you said, that, that Santa, like many on the left, is happy to reward sloth? <laughs> you know, you don't have to do much. Here's the, here's, the, here's the present. Let's everybody party. Well, that's right. As long as you're good. Goodness is is all you need, and uh, from beyond that, his. I thought all you need is love. That's what the <laughs> Beatles said. We're going to pause for a moment. We'll return with left, right, and center. Bob Metz and Jeff Schlemmer today. We're discussing the uh, political persuasions of Santa Claus. Is he on the left or on the right? I'm not sure. We've reached any conclusions yet, but if you'd like to join us and offer your comments, you're more than welcome. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, riding down Santa Claus Lane. There's the king singing about Santa Claus. We're talking about Santa Claus today on Left, Right, and Center. It's just something a little different, you know. We, uh, but we're not making light of this now. This is a serious political discussion. We've been talking about whether Santa Claus is on the left or on the right. And thus far, I think it's probably fair to say, guys, that we're, we're a little... We're a little confused still. There seem to be elements of uh, of both uh, political views here. Uh, let's shift a little bit, if we can, to labor relations, because uh, this is an area where there is a lot of questions. There are a lot of questions about this, and we we talked about you know Santa's hiring policies and so on. But we assume that he's hiring in a free market situation, but we don't know that. I mean, let's look at the facts. He's got all these uh, vertically challenged people. Working in isolation at a secret base somewhere in the north, somewhere near the North Pole, where it is cold and frozen and snowy and icy uh, 12 months of the year. There is no summer up there. It sounds a bit like a sweatshop, well, except it, it's cold. So, I mean, wh that sounds uh, decidedly uh, decidedly right-wing to me, if we want to look at it that way. But on the other hand, 
people have made the point, have raised the issue that the elves, for the most part, do seem to be happy. Uh, it, maybe what we've got is we've got some kind of commune up there. I mean, what 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 would you make of well, uh, you those know, p- potential interpretations? These elves have to be pretty old. I got to guess they're past retirement age. You would think you would think because, so, yes. So I just wonder why that legislation doesn't apply up there. Uh, there must be some exemption. Uh, we all know yeah. the North Pole is in Canada. Yes. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. And I uh, haven't heard John Cretchen say anything about it. And now uh, Paul Martin, I mean, he has this thing over his head. He's got all these elves working up there. It's, I mean, this is getting out to the world, Jim. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. not something Canada wants to go on reputation, hiring all these old little guys. That's a good point. But what <laughs> if, Bob, what if it is a commune? What if it's a, sort of, a, you know, an Arctic kibbutz up there? And, uh, I mean, what, do we have any right to interfere if they want to keep working at uh, Absolutely the age not. of two or 300? No, as long as they want to uh, do what they're doing you know it the liberal party stole the statement uh, sharing is a great canadian tradition they call it they say that but with the liberal party you know sharing is at the point of a gun it's not, they forget it's a voluntary action and i think that's the the key to giving at christmas time is no one's being forced to give that it's all a voluntary action but you know there's a greater question behind that and i guess it gets down to a, to a major moral issue that that affects everything uh, all year round in government foreign relations foreign aid and that's the question is it better to give than to receive mm. Because when that's posed to me as a moral question, I just shake my head and I wonder about that because that automatically means a person receiving is on a lower rung than the person giving, if it is true mm-hmm. that it is better to give than to receive. Uh, I think morally they're part of the same action, so mm-hmm. they can't. one cannot be better than the other. It's part of the same transaction. But Santa doesn't receive it, anything except milk and cookies, and he gives uh, bountifully to people around the world. Again, um, I think he's doing so voluntarily. I don't think he's doing with any moral superiority. I don't think that's the implication. But that you, you always get asked that question, and it's always told and taught, you know, mm, that it is better point. to give than to receive. And Although I'm thinking, well, in what context? There's this uh, mafia credo, though, that you want. Every, you always want people owing you. You want them owing you a favor because you never know when you're going to need uh, need some help. So mm-hmm. maybe that's Santa's game. At the end of the day, he's built up uh, a lot of goodwill for his uh, retirement. He has to kick back. You wonder, though. I wonder about this. Uh, I wonder about this milk and cookies business here too, because w- we know that in certain people, um, sugar can can trigger a rush of endorphins and a variety of other chemicals racing through your brain. And we know that there are people who do become, in a medical sense, addicted to that sugar rush. Uh, is it possible that what Santa really is is an addict and he's being exploited by these children around the world? They know his weakness for the, for the cookies and milk and, uh, you know, they're, is it possible? Is it possible here that he's, that Santa is the I think one you're stretching exploited? there, Jim. I think this is only one day a year he's doing this. So I don't think he's eating those milk and cookies every other day of the year. It doesn't seem to slim down much though. And you know, the, <laughs> the his body style back, uh, Hundred hundred and fifty years ago was was the in body style. You know, in those days, if mm-hmm. you were a prosperous, successful yeah. businessman, you had to have a huge gut on the front to show how wealthy you were. Yeah. Somehow he's been left behind in that sense, and he hasn't been able to, to stay with the times. And I think that he could use a good life membership myself. Well, there's another issue here that we've we've avoided, and I, I don't think we should avoid it any longer. And that's just the whole question of a strange man in a red suit suddenly appearing in your living room. I mean, this has uh, particularly today this has home security uh, issues involved in it. I mean, is it you know, he still presumes that people around the world are going to be happy to have him uh, just sort of poof, and there he is on the living room carpet. I'm not so sure that that's the case anymore. 
Well, that's right. And with Homeland Security, what it is today, I think that uh, he's got to be a lot more careful than he used to be, for sure. And also that uh, certainly uh, people dressed up in costumes, odd-looking people who uh, who have an unusual interest in children nowadays uh, end up being on the cover of uh, of all the tabloids when the uh, <laughs> very odd-looking when people the Neverland Ranch gets raided. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But at least he's very easy to spot in that red suit. It's not <laughs> like he's hiding or trying to, you know not be seen. Well, let me ask you, Bob, about the red suit, because you alluded to it earlier, and you pointed out quite rightly that that is a color that's often associated with the left, and, and here's a guy who, you know, again, we're trying to determine his, his, his politi- what his political allegiances might be. In spite of the evidence that suggests that he might be that he might be on the right, it might even be a libertarian in some areas, uh, that's a pretty bold statement, isn't it? I mean, the red suit, doesn't that pretty much... Do well, we have to go his, much farther just shows than that? Canadian. I mean, that's... Canadian colors, same as Canadian flag. I think that's where he got the. Well, no, that's a good from. point. It's red with white trim, isn't yeah, it? I, I, think, I hope the Americans I think maybe that. that says more about Canada than it says about Canada. <laughs> 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 now the final thing, the, the final thing that uh, that I'm a little concerned about here, and and uh, there's been some talk. I know the uh, Clement Moore's uh, um, poem. A visit from St. Nicholas, Twas the Night Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. In that poem, he describes Santa's motive power up and down the chimney as uh, powered by just simply laying his finger aside of his nose. Um, but, but there are also stories that make reference to uh, a substance known only as pixie dust that apparently he uses to uh, get himself up and down the chimney and to get the uh, the reindeer flying and and you know in today's days of heightened uh, sensibilities about uh, about mind-altering drugs or and i mean what else what, what else could you call that either one of you have any concern about that and here's a guy we're holding up as a role model for children well, i think you the know world. i think i know where he got it from and he got got it from darren and samantha stevens yeah yeah i saw yeah. that episode of bewitched where they visited him up at the north pole although there's and you know how samantha did that thing with her nose well, i think that's too, yeah. where he picked it up that's from true. Yeah. good point picked it up well <laughs> in this case uh though there's so many of those chemicals that over the years we've sort of taken as being benign and uh, yeah. later we find out that they're cancerous or who knows what mm-hmm. so who knows what's being left uh, you know around our uh, our living rooms to say nothing of milk and cookies well exactly well it might be a good idea then we just suggest this to you folks that uh, while we're not trying to take any fun out of the santa claus experience it might not hurt to make sure that you uh, vacuum that carpet in front of the fireplace uh, on, uh, you know before you let the kids roll around on it and uh, Chris, who knows where that pixie dust could end up. <laughs> Gentlemen, uh, thank you for helping me uh, sort this out in my mind today. I know it was a tough problem for you, and uh, and I appreciate you doing that. And traditionally, we do uh, we do give our guests on Left, Right, and Center a, a few moments at the end of the program to uh, sort of wrap up and uh, and make their case. But today, I would extend that to uh, anything you might want to say to sort of r- wrap up this, our last program before Christmas. And Jeff, I'll let you go first. Oh, well, um, I guess I'd just like to uh, say that I've enjoyed uh, doing this for another year. It's been fun. It's uh, it's nice to sort of step back from uh, day-to-day work and sort of the the uh, you know practical problems that are immediately before me to be able to sort of think of the, the bigger picture and sort of uh, some of the bigger questions out there. So I appreciate the chance to come in and do that. And uh, I wouldn't know where to start uh, to uh, to wish Happy Christmas to uh, to my friends and family and so on. So I'll just say Merry Christmas to everybody. Works for me, Robert. And uh, ditto to what Jeff said, but I'd also like to take this moment, I haven't done this, you know, to really thank you and CJBK for giving both me and Jeff this great opportunity to do this. We've been doing this now for almost seven years, Jim. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, again, it's I, I feel the same way Jeff does. Uh, we have, like, it's that break in the day, you know, before you go back to the mundane and what you're doing all day long kind of thing. And 
often it's a great way for me to keep in touch with the public and it's a back and forth thing and I hear your your perspectives more on an inside line so uh, it's been a great experience I hope we keep doing it in the new year well I hope so too and, and thanks to both of you you've uh, you, you renew my faith in uh, in our ability to solve our problems just about every week because we, we manage and sometimes the dynamics vary around the table but we manage almost every day to disagree without being disagreeable and that gives me hope for for our ability to solve the problems, sometimes the big problems that we talk about, it is so easy to become disagreeable with those with whom you disagree. And uh, I just, I enjoy having you guys coming in too. So I hope we continue this for a very long time. And a Merry Christmas to both of you and yours. Thank you, Jim. Thank you.